Blog Talk Radio. What's up, everyone? It is Monday, February 12th, 2018. Checking in with your smoking nephew, Blazing Rye. It's the return of Blazing Rye Radio. Uh, ushering in a new era tonight, I'd like to welcome uh, my co-host, uh, Sarah. What's, what's your last name? Uh, it's Short. Sarah Short. Yes. Yes. Okay. Hi, everyone. All right. Well, Sarah, how do we know? Do we know each other? Ah, you know what? I got here, and we realized we didn't actually really know. Don't each really other. know each other. No. Our, our, we've interacted twice. I saw you outside of <laughs> a concert one time with Tori and yes. B Marsh, our mutual friends, mm-hmm. and then I went to B Marsh's birthday party. Um, I believe I blacked out, and we sang <laughs> karaoke together. Right. So that's our rapport. Right. So why did why were you comfortable coming to my apartment? Oh, I'll go to anyone's apartment. I don't think that's safe. Oh, yeah. In New York. Yeah. All right. Um, so, I mean, I could be a serial killer. You could. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Stay tuned. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be the cliffhanger at the end of the show. Yeah. Uh, Does this girl live? Yeah. So we know each other through mutual friends or sisters or cousins or something. Yeah. Um, but I need to ask you something very important, and I need to, you to promise me to tell the truth. Okay. Yeah. yeah. You promise? Oh, yeah. What is a linebacker? <laughs> oh, it's uh, it is a defensive position in mm-hmm. football. Okay, that defensive. And the on the field, they're behind the safety. Okay. And that is about what, as much. what is a safety? <laughs> they're also defense. I mean, I was googling stuff today. I'm not gonna lie. So you grew up a Patriots fan? I did. Yeah. And are you still? Oh yeah. What happened? How were? You, how did you take the Super Bowl emotionally? Um, not well. Okay. But I can talk about it now. Mm-hmm. No, you know what? We were actually surprisingly okay for some reason. I went off of my sister's mood mostly because <laughs> she's she's the more dramatic of us two. Also, you're codependent. Mike, we're we're super codependent. Yeah. We're, I was just telling Ryan we're wildly codependent. Um, yeah. Which is fine. Oh, you know my name. Cool. Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know what? I think we're just so cocky. We're like, you know what? Whatever we have next year. Like, we're just going to be at the Super Bowl again. Um, uh-huh. I wasn't even nervous until the fourth quarter. And then I was like, oh, man, we're going to yeah, we'll lose. Now, from what I understand, I know nothing of football, clearly. But from what I understand. I can't wait to interview this guy with you. <laughs> it's like, this is the first interview show back in a long time. And I know nothing of what we're talking That's about. Perfect. That's um, perfect. Love a challenge. But from what I understand about the Patriots, there's something uh, involving cheating. Oh, no. So people think there is, uh-huh. but there's actually nothing involving cheating because they didn't. Okay. Um, but there is, there were allegations mm-hmm. that uh, Tom Brady defeated some, I mean, deflated some footballs um, uh-huh. during the the Super Bowl. Right. Um, he had to sit out the first four games the following season, or yeah, yeah, the following season because mm-hmm. that's what they decided to do mm-hmm. because uh, Roger Goodell, the NFL commissioner, yeah. hates the Patriots and really? Bill Belichick and oh yeah 
absolutely hates him. I mean, nobody likes him from any of the NFL. Roger Goodell is the worst. <laughs> uh-huh. I have a tank top of him, like uh-huh. as a cartoon with a clown nose. Yeah. He's a horrible person. Yeah, I have the same um, one. If you're listening, Roger. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't. I don't know if he listens to this, but I would think that they would like that he would like the Patriots because mm-hmm. so much money comes from mm-hmm. that organization. No, nobody. Huh. Not a lot of people like the Patriots for some reason. I don't know why. I can't imagine why. Are, the fans are horrible. I think. <laughs> <laughs> are you horrible? Um, I don't. I mean, I think I. I was pretty self-aware actually after mm-hmm. the Super Bowl. Okay. Last three one. And are you from Bo- the Boston area? Yeah, yeah, yeah. South of Boston. I've been to Boston three times uh-huh. in life. One time to see Britney Spears. Nice. I'm seeing her. Oh, where? Mohegan Sun. Tori. Connecticut. Yeah. Tori, the codependent sisters. The codependent sisters. And who else is going? Just us two. We got a room. Oh, yeah? If you're finna, you're finna join. Oh, son. shit. When is that? Uh, June. July. 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 Um, I really don't. Not cheap. Like going to Mohegan Sun, though, is a whole oh, thing. I have a trashy love of casinos. Really? I don't even gamble. I just love being there. Why is that? I don't know. I don't know. I started going huh. when I was probably, I mean, I think I went for the first time when I was like 17 mm-hmm. with a fake ID. Um, <laughs> but I just, I don't know. Everyone's in really good moods. Yeah. And everyone's, I mean, everybody else is gambling. I'm watching. And there's like just free drinks passed around. And I don't know. Everyone's in a good mood. There's like fun shopping. Really tacky restaurants. I love tacky things. Aren't, shouldn't there be people there also in a bad mood for not winning? Probably. Money? But you can just, I mean, it's what you. Oh. So I'm getting a call right now. <laughs> and there's somebody been uh, ringing my doorbell. So yeah. let me just see what's going on. He answered. Hello? Hello? Oh, oh I'm I, I'm sorry, Robert. Now now's not a good time. I'm in the middle of a show. Ask if he's outside your door. Are you outside my door? Okay. He hung up. I feel like that was a good follow-up question. Wouldn't that be awful though if I was in the middle of a, like a play and I was like <laughs> I took my cell phone out and started talking to Robert Wallace from the DNC. <laughs> <sighs> anyway. Uh, Casino. One of the best concerts that I've ever seen was at. Mohegan Sun. Yeah. It was at the Bingo Hall. It was before sure. they did concerts. It's before they had the arena. Sure. This is 1999. Okay. You were in four? kindergarten. Um, five, six. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Hootie and the Blowfish. Damn, that's a good concert. I bet. Yeah, I've seen them 11 times, and that time was just the best for some reason. They they came out at what time did they? They came out at like like uh 10 and they left at one i oh think oh my god and they were just so good and darius sounded amazing that night and i'm getting another <laughs> call right now what is happening <laughs> is is this who is this is this I don't know. hello may i ask who's calling Oh, um, uh, okay. No, I, I, uh, I, I abandoned my relationship with New York Sports Club long ago. Okay, I understand that. Tommy's on the radio. Um, Say hi. And, all right, so your membership was going to cancel this month, and you're saying you, well, well, membership was canceling this month, and it's going to be part of the collection agency. Collection agency? I never even, uh, I, I canceled months ago. Wow. 
Wow. No, nobody contacted me. Nobody contacted me from New York Sports Club. Only one person contacted me from New York Sports Club who was a salesperson saying, you can come back for $1, indicating he already knew that I had left and that I had canceled months ago. So can you uh, email me this information or something? Collection agency, that doesn't make any sense. Who can I talk to? Do you have a phone number I can talk to? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right, but I, it shouldn't have gotten there in the first place. So who can I talk to to get this to stop? Nothing they can do about it. But I don't, I didn't stop. There's nothing that, you know, I didn't intentionally stop paying, but I did come in and, st- and can't. So who can I call? What's the number? Yeah. So, okay. So, so I'm in the middle of a talk show now. So if you could just give me that number, I can call them back later. Well, I'm a talk show. I'm, I'm, sir, I'm just asking for a number, sir. Yeah. Yep. Uh huh. But what is the member services number? I didn't say a whole year. I said long ago. What's the member services number? 800. 888. All right, thanks. Uh, I am so sorry. That was so rude. Oh, my God. Oh, no worries. Oh, my God, Sarah. What a disastrous start this is. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, so he seemed a bit uh, surprised that he was, uh, that I was in the middle of a talk show. He did. Yeah. Yeah. I'm surprised that I'm in the middle of a talk show. The only reason that I answered the phone those two times is because the door, the door the bell door. rang like seven times seven. i would say seven yeah before and it was the eerie. show started it was eerie yeah enough time went by between each bell ring that you're like ah, oh, they're gone they're gone they're gone and then it's like why is this person still yeah. here also let me tell you what happened with new york sports club Dude, uh i used I, to work at a gym so maybe i could shed some light i used to do that man's job pretty much oh I, I mean, like, what was he asking? Is it, he's not giving me any solution to anything. Right. So, but I, I went into that gym to cancel it yeah. months ago, and they they couldn't find my account. So then uh, what I did was I wrote them a very long letter, and I saved it somewhere, um, and submitted it on the website, and they never got back to me. Then they stopped charging me, so oh. I figured, oh, okay, if they start stop charging me, then they must have gotten my cancellation notice. He's, and then a guy called me and saying, can you come back for $1 for the next two months? Oh, and yeah, now yeah. they're calling and saying, you uh, are going to a third party for collections. So can you, can you shed some light on no, that? No, I can't. They're the worst. I wouldn't have, I mean, but so what he's saying now, he's like, oh, there's no notes in the system that you blah, blah, blah. So that could literally just be a new person being stupid. Like there probably are notes on your account somewhere else or like 
people higher up probably know about you mm-hmm. and that situation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, no, but people like, I bet like the membership advisors, like those are who usually deal with things like that. Yeah. People that have canceled or like whatever, they're the ones that can actually wave the fee. That's probably just like a new person at the front desk. Mm-hmm. Like you popped up with a flag in the system and like, it's his job to just like call people that don't, whatever, that have those flags. So he probably doesn't have any notes in his system because it's like been dealt with by other people. Yeah, but I'm going to a collections agency now. That's yeah. It's not ideal. You should call Brian. I got to call. Is that what his name was? Yeah, Brian, Brian, the manager? Brian. I'll write it for you. I'm getting, I'm getting anxiety. I don't want to call any of these people. I hate. Yeah. I uh, and the other thing is it's so hard. I looked online. That's the other thing. I looked online to for the member services number and oh just it never, there is none. So then I wrote that long letter and sent it like via their online forum. And uh, of course, you know, who knows? Moral of the story is the gym is a trap. Yeah. Don't go to New York Sports Club. Don't go to the gym. Blink all the way. Don't go to the gym. Well, you, I mean, I, st- I still go to a, a gym. Um, where were we? Let the record show. <laughs> Your boy lives. <laughs> no, no. No, because I'm never trying to get bigger. I'm always sure. trying to get smaller. Sure. Yeah. It's not a Your common... Boy, Your boy runs on the treadmill. I do do that, yeah. Not a common thing for men to try and get smaller all the time. Um, so our guest football. tonight, football, is mm-hmm. Matt Monroe from Linebacker University. Mm-hmm. And uh, Matt should be on any moment. Are we waiting for him? I, don't, I literally don't know how this works. Is he going to yeah. call us? Well, I believe we that this number that we have here, I do not think that it's him. Um, what does that mean? <laughs> So there's there's a number here, but I'm pretty sure I know who it is, and I'm pretty sure it's not Matt Monroe. So let's just verify that right quick. Who is it? Uh, um, oh, you can burp on me? Yeah, I do it all the time on backstage. So fun. Very rude. Uh, okay, get paid fifty dollars. Okay, let's see. But I'm weak. What a great song. That's such a good song. Great song. So good. All right, so let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see. Oh boy. Um, huh. Not her? Mm, I don't know. Is this Matt? Maybe this is Matt. Let's see. Ryan, can you hear me? Oh, Matt Monroe, are you there? Yeah, that's me. Oh, that's you. Okay, well, let's take that from the top. Sorry about that, sir. <laughs> this, this show has gone all kinds of awry tonight. Um, all right. So our guest tonight, <laughs> our guest tonight is coach and the head of Linebacker University, the only linebacker-specific training camp in the United States. Please welcome Matt Monroe. Matt, thanks so much for being here. How are you? Oh man, I'm great, Ryan. Thanks, and thank you, Sarah Shore. I appreciate it. <laughs> Absolutely, nice to meet you over the over the radio. Yeah. So you you coach at a high school. So who would you say is the better coach between you and Eric Taylor? Um, I'm going to say myself. Yep. Me. So do you, in the locker room, do you say clear eyes, full hearts can't lose ever? Uh, no, never. I never say that. Oh, okay. Uh, um, can we suggest that you do? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let me write that down real quick. Perfect. Perfect. Have you ever, with your, with your players, have you ever engaged in locker room talk? the oh type of talk that the president of the United States has engaged in. Oh boy. Um, I have never heard locker room talk and what happens in the locker room stays in the locker room. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. So tell us a little bit about linebacker university. 
Oh man, it's it's uh, started back in 2014. A partner of my, of mine and I we kicked it off, um, and you know within about 30s. Antico, Antico Dalton. Dalton. Yeah, yeah cool. Yeah, so yeah, so he played professionally and played up in Canada and the U.S. and the NFL. And him and I have been friends for a long time. He trains a lot of NFL players, and we started concepting what we could do at a position that we both coached. And I had a son coming up that was kind of going through the process of recruiting and you know we've helped so many kids go get to college and everything else that we felt like there was a big need for something that you know that was specific to linebackers so we developed the the university and from that I mean from day one when we went live on air online I should say the first 24 hours we had people from all over the country contacting us oh that's awesome would you say interest has increased obviously over the years like if so how much yeah, every year um, is doubling in size, uh, even wow. though we're trying to keep the camp slow, I, I mean, uh, to a minimum of players. So we're mm-hmm. not looking to have one of these summer camps, you know, once a year where, you know, you have two, three, four hundred kids come in. It's right. very specific, so it's small. So we have camps okay. of 25 players or less. They fly okay. into Charlotte. They come to our facility. They hang out at a hotel for the weekend while we're, you know, their parents and everybody's there as well. And we're training them in the classroom. We're training them on the field, and it's a pretty intense weekend. Wow! Yeah, you said is it? It's three days a month, right? Yeah, it's three days a month. We start in January. We go all the way through July. Have a couple extra camps in the summer because you know there's more freedom for kids to come out and, and camp right. with us. But but right. they're coming from all over the country. You know, they're coming from about 32 different states, and we're really big up in the Northeast as well. And where are you located? North Carolina. Yeah, we're just uh, from the Charlotte Airport. We're about 30 minutes away in uh, Mooresville, North Carolina, and um, that's where our facility is. I once had a flight get canceled whilst on a layover <laughs> at the Charlotte Airport. Really? And we were on our way. My my friend John Weeks, other listeners of the show will know um, mm-hmm. who that is. He and I were going to be groomsmen at our friend Jesus's wedding. Nice. And in Atlanta, and there was a layover in Charlotte. And then they come, and we were we barely made it to the wedding because they said uh, there's a, a the, the flight was canceled, so we had to get a new flight and stuff. And we got there like right as they were taking pictures. We were sweating like crazy. It was awful. Mm-hmm. And uh, but Charlotte, we ate at Chili's too in that airport, and both of us got sick. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> that was some time ago. Chili's is gone now. So oh oh, yeah. good riddance. Yeah. Yeah. Good um, riddance. So other American camps tend to focus on quarterbacks and running backs. Why is that? Why not linebackers? Well, you know, there's just there's huge camps all around the country. It's a it's a big marketing tool to get kids out and to you know get them into other programs and that type of thing. And you know, I went through it with with kids for the last six seven years. You know, I'm, I have a career and I coach as um, just as a passion driven thing at a high school. And I've been helping mm-hmm. these kids for a long time get into college. And, you know, you're going to all these camps and you realize, you know, what what is the marketing camp and where are they actually learning something? So when they go perform and showcase themselves in front of a college coach someday at a um, college prospect camp, you know, where are they going to learn? And it's hard to learn when there's four or 500 people. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, they're just running them through like cattle. So mm-hmm. uh, some of those events are great for competition and to kind of size up the people you're going to be going up against later when it matters, when you're at a college prospect camp. But mm-hmm. really, um, you know, the the, thing, the measurements they're testing you on and the, and the hip movements they want to see you doing and your hands and your, you know, how you do certain things, 
you know, it has to be taught. It's a skill. Um, yeah. And guys that are in the league, a lot of guys make it without skill. They're just athletic as crazy, but then they prolong their career by developing the great skill because they're not getting any faster as they get older. So their right. skill increases. So we're just trying to do that for a younger age. Um, and, and from that, you know, we've got guys that come in our camp and within three days, I mean, they've just totally changed the way they look and the way they're um, m- moving on the field and, and all type of different body movements is different. It's really important for a great body balance to be a linebacker. And by the way, right. you need to watch, if you don't know who linebackers are, I was going to tell you, Ryan, <laughs> you need to watch some of YouTube's uh, Terry Tate, office linebacker. He can take care of that collection guy for you. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> appreciate that. Yeah. I mean, usually I would never take phone calls on the air, but because the doorbell rang the doorbell. seven we times yeah. and we, we were scared. scared, so I figured it was whoever was trying to come in and kill us, and I figured it was better to get it over with. <laughs> Oh, Matt, I, I had a question it. for you about, yeah, you said you guys yeah. keep your group smaller. Um, what's the selection yeah. process like? Like, do you have to, uh, is it first come, first serve based, or is it talent based? I mean, how do you keep such small groups, especially when interest is doubling over the years? Well, first of all, you know, we, we have a wide reach across the country, so we're talking to people constantly. We have leads that yeah. come in from people. We're the number one uh, linebacker camp uh, that's Googled out there. So, yeah. you know, we're constantly getting uh people sending us their films and sending us information and a lot of parents uh, who are willing to travel across the country typically they've got a player I mean they've got a kid whether he's younger or older they've got somebody that's serious you know they're all in in football and you know we take a look at their film and a lot of the younger players you don't have that opportunity but mm-hmm. it's it's we've never we've only had one person that's come and left before it was over when they realized this wasn't for them and and it just wasn't. So so there is a it's not a selection process per se, but it's right. also during the the registration process, we get to know them. You know, we get to know right. the families. They they're communicating with our staff, you know, more than two, three, four, five times, you know, getting all their oh, okay. I mean, before they come across the country, they're going to talk to us too. So we're kind of going back yeah. and forth with them as well. So it works both ways. This guy who who left, what was his deal? <laughs> I don't really want to call anybody out, but it was pretty funny. <laughs> it was funny. Uh, yeah, so uh, a player comes into uh, our camp, and, of course, it was, you know, the parents come in at 445 on Friday. We're getting ready to hand out a, our, our gear and everybody gear up and start training. Mm-hmm. And one player walks in, and he looks like Brian Bosworth, if you know who he is. He was a Hollywood guy that played football at Oklahoma in a okay. short mm-hmm. career in the, in the NFL. So he was just super big and muscular, and and come to find out, he was more or less a power lifter than a linebacker. And you know his mm-hmm. body movement was you know so stiff that you know it looked like uh, it just looked different. So they they made a decision to to leave early, and it's the only person we've ever had that left early. That was you know not, not you know I wish they would have stayed actually because I think everybody has an opportunity to to learn something new, but. Evidently they yeah, did. Yeah, sure. So yeah, yeah. So <laughs> it's good stuff. Um, you, your son is a football player, mm-hmm. plays for Wake Forest. Is he a linebacker? Yeah, yeah, he's a linebacker. Yeah. So he started playing when he was about eight years old, and and by the time he was in ninth grade, he was uh, getting a lot of attention from you know recruiters. I was uh, coaching him in 
as a freshman in high school and at a very small school and we had a, a pretty good uh, network of college coaches that we were uh, talking with on a you know monthly and annual basis and when he came through the system he met all the measurements and started getting recruited from in the ACC and then later in the SEC and then you know he ended up going to Wake Forest University you must be pretty proud of that yeah 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 no I mean he's he, he made a lot of the right choices in high school and had a great time but also was very dedicated to uh doing something that you know only if really only a few guys get to do at a high level like that. Yeah. yeah. Was it weird for him to have his dad as his high school coach? <laughs> uh, it, I, the only thing that was weird probably because, you know, you hear nightmare stories about sons and their dads and coaching is we mm-hmm. never had that problem. You know, I told when he was oh, eight good. years old. Yeah. When he was eight years old, I told him, I said, look, if you don't listen to me, nobody else will. So, you know, I've already been here. I've already experienced playing. You know, I, I don't need to do it again for me. So, you know, if you want me to be hang around, I will. You just got to listen. And I just ended up with a bunch of great guys all the time. You know, they just all were, you know, they were tight niche guys. My my last group at the, that school I was at for six years, you know, one went to Navy, one went to Walford College, which is a smaller college, and then the Chase went to um, Wake Forest, and, and then another player of mine went to James Madison. So um, just some great schools and great opportunities. Absolutely. Um, you're, how did you meet uh, Antico Dalton, your partner in this endeavor? Uh, I went to a flag football game years ago to see my nephew play, and my nephew was on his team. And oh, wow. Yeah, so and and he looked like an NFL guy. Then I found out he was a linebacker, and I was like, oh, cool, because it's it's strange. I'm sure you know you're in the business you're in. You start gravitating toward people in your industry, and then specifically for you know, it'd be amazing how many times I've run into guys that played linebacker that we end up becoming friends. So it's like right. a you know it's like a tribe, I guess. You know, <laughs> so we uh, we got talking, and and you know my son was coming up and. You know, I said, you know, I'm going to let him do some extra training. Why don't you do some extra training with Antico? Of course, he's already training NFL guys and everybody else. Right. He started mm-hmm. doing that. Then then I got Antico to come to our high school and volunteer like I was and say, you know, he's going to take over some, you know, weight room, speed and agility things. And then before you know it, we're at camp up in the mountains with our football team. And we had the same cabin we were staying in. And we got to talking one night. And I said, I said, Coach, I said, uh, Coach Dawn, I said, you know, how'd you get started in what you do? So he just told me it's all passion-led, and, I mean, he does really well at it. I said, well, I would love to do what you do, but I don't know. I, I can't just coach anybody. I could coach one thing specifically, and that would be linebackers. And he was like, let's do it. So he just, honestly, <laughs> that whole year, he just kept pushing me to go, hey, you start the you start the linebacker thing yet? And I was like, no, not yet. So we just started doing it, and we met, and I said, well, let's just do it together. We'll go 50-50 on it. I met with a friend of mine that's an attorney. He put together the paperwork, and boom. Oh, my God. Linebacker. That's amazing. Yeah, linebacker. Yeah, it was. It was pretty cool. So um, we, we just had he, – he's he's a great asset, a great business partner, a, a great person, and a lot of people in the NFL and locally here respect him. And, you know, a lot, we have about five NFL agents we work with that they send um, their players down here before the NFL – Pro Day, oh, wow. you know, the NFL Combine and all that kind of stuff, which is separate from our camps for the high schoolers. 
But, yeah. you know, my son Chase was – when he would train, he would train with you know, guys that were stepping up into the league or guys that were already playing. And, you know, that's who he was training with on the field. What an doing incredible field opportunity work. that is. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I would say it was pretty cool. So yeah, we just developed – I developed the camp concept, the three days, because we'd go up there to our – up in the mountains with our camp. And, you know, we'd get guys that would transfer in because they want to go play college football. Mm-hmm. And they'd be one-year transfer. So they'd come in and they'd look good, but they just didn't have the skills. And you know, trained eye just wouldn't pay them any attention. So by the time we got off of that mountain, these guys were ready to go. I mean – After just three just days. Said, you know – yeah, after about three days, wow. I said, it, wow. you know, we could we could turn that into something that could help some guys, you know, just anywhere. We can be linebacker coaches for everybody in the country. So mm-hmm. when people come, they're not just coming for a T-shirt and a camp experience. When they leave, we stay in contact with the campers. I mean, um, you know, I just, well, like we, we just have a great – Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we help them out with a lot of different areas beyond the camp, you know, when they start looking yeah. at what schools to go to and – you know, tips and, you know, that type of thing. Whatever yeah. we can do to help them, we're doing it. So, Since he used to play for the Patriots, uh, did you root for them in the Super Bowl or what? <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, a lot of my friends played in the league, so I kind of rooted for wherever they were at. So I never had a favorite team. And then living in Charlotte or outside of Charlotte, I should say, you know, I've kind of you know been a fan of the Panthers, but mm-hmm. mostly just guys I played ball with. And – you know, I think that when people say, you know, Brady's won too much, I think it's just amazing. I know how I felt at his age, and to do what mm-hmm. he's doing is yeah. remarkable. I mean, I've played with guys that played, you know, into nearly 40 years old, and they know the toll. And, I mean, he's just an amazing yeah. guy. I mean, whether oh, you like Patriots him or not. Oh, as a Patriots fan, I couldn't agree with you more, Matt. Yeah. yeah <laughs> I, I hear mean, that he cheats. No. Uh, no. I well, hear we're not doing that. No, we're not doing that. We're not doing, <laughs> not doing it again. <laughs> this will turn into a way different show. <laughs> so I don't mean on that. It's short no. for sure on that one. <laughs> yeah. um, and we also heard that you have a a friendly relationship with Brett Favre. Is that is that true? You used to yeah, play with I mean, him back at Mississippi, right? Yeah, Southern Miss. Southern Miss. Like oh yeah, yeah. Patriots is the Buffalo. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, Sarah. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, we were told you might have um, some breath five stories. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Um, what's your best he's one? He's a great guy. Yeah, what's your best and, one? Uh, oh, oh man, there's so many good Brett Favre stories. First of all, he's a really great guy. I mean, he is who mm-hmm. he is. I mean, you know, if you buy, drive by his place now, he has a, a big place and a lot of acres. You might see him out on his lawnmower, but <laughs> a lot of guys I know down there that live down that part of the country, you know, they just all kind of hang out and see him from time to time. But you know, no matter how much money he made or success he got, he just was the same guy. So mm-hmm. was, yeah. that that's his story, man. I mean, he's just the same person as he always was. And, and he was a pretty good dude back then. And he's still a pretty good guy now. So, um, you know, we Could had a lot tell? of fun. At, uh, I'm sorry. Could you tell that he was go ahead, go ahead. destined for greatness when you were uh... – Younger, playing with him? Well, um, yeah, he he lit it up right away. I mean, when he started playing in mm-hmm. college. And, you know, he was up for the Heisman. Uh, there was no media behind him back then. So, you know, that didn't get very far. But he was 
I mean, he threw the. I mean, I was a linebacker, so I dropped back in coverage. He'd throw the ball over my head and break receiver's fingers. So he was pretty good then too. So mm-hmm. um, there was no doubt he was going to be a, a player in the NFL. Now to do what he did, I don't think anybody could have guessed that. But mm-hmm. uh, he's just an amazing, amazing from that standpoint. But we we lived li- literally together. You know, everybody was in this one dorm. They don't even do this anymore. It's illegal in college, but. We lived all in the same dorm right across the street from our football facility and our practice field. And so the football players oh, have wow. one dorm, one cafeteria that we ate in in there. And, you know, they served a steak on Thursday and, you know, fish on Tuesday. And, I mean, it was it was a great little life, but it was so – it was all about those guys. I mean, you, mm-hmm. you know, Brett. I mean, there's – yeah, it, it created one. So I just had some – you know, recent tragedy happened in my life, and you know, seventy-five of those guys reached out to me. You know, that were four years ahead right, of me yeah. and four years behind me. So yeah. it was it's pretty it was pretty cool. So do I have Brett Favre stories? Yeah, I mean, I've got a ton of stories because we all lived in the same place for yeah. you know five seasons. So it was pretty amazing. They called it Van Hall, so we call it Van Hall for life on all our social media posts. So <laughs> cool. it's, you hashtag Van Van oh, yeah, Hall for life. Go. That's amazing. Oh yeah, we're hashtagging for you know. We're older, so we're on Facebook still. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, so you're saying that you had a lot of fun, and there's a lot of funny stories. I've yet to hear one. Do you oh have one God. for us? <laughs> Holding back. Well, we li- we used to live about uh, in in Southern Miss, is in Hattiesburg, Mississippi, which is I don't know an hour and a half from New Orleans. So if we played a game, a lot of times we would head down to New Orleans, especially if we played Tulane, we'd go right back down there and hang out with, you know, Bourbon Street with all the football players from Tulane. And, you know, we had some friends that lived down there. And I don't know, man. I, it's just – it's hard to get specific in those stories and sure. all the stories there are because, uh, you know, I might have some players tuning in tonight. I put this out. I don't want to, you know. <laughs> I sure hope not. I hope none of your high school players are tuning in tonight. Uh, but, yeah. you know, no, I guess that's the reason we're doing it. <laughs> Speaking yeah, of parents, yeah. I've heard that you like to to have a cocktail or two with the parents of the players at your camp at the hotel bar. Oh, that's, is that true? That is that is not true. But what I <laughs> what I do like is for the bar to stay open for the for the parents because imagine twenty five players in a meeting room. Um, you know, there's no way I can touch alcohol on a weekend event like that mm-hmm. because it's it, it is the most intense you're training for over 12 hours on the field you're about seven hours in classrooms watching all the gopro video you do of the event but the parents have a great time in the lobby bars i mean they're you know i'll walk out there and say a few things and they'll all you know they'll all hold up their drinks and cheer and you know by the time they leave they've had a good weekend so this is a fun area to come to and kind of hang out whether you're into football or not i mean this whole area up here is just like our whole facility is up near a place called Lake Norman. There's like 12 restaurants on the lake. There's lots of boating. It's 500 shore miles of water, and it's just a great place to live. Right, so. yeah. Sounds very white. <laughs> is it a very white area? <laughs> no, not not necessarily. No, uh-uh. it's, it's pretty okay. diverse. I mean, certain areas obviously are, are different than others like everywhere else, but um, there's a little local college here that's, uh, you know, it's a small college and, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's just, just a lot of things to do. Perfect. Cool. 
Um, well, I'll segue with Ryan's white comment. <laughs> uh, but uh, no, I was curious with uh, the recent discoveries in regards to head injuries and things like CTE. Uh, linebackers yep. are probably the biggest hitters on the field. I was just wondering, um, now with like the rules changing in the league about certain hits and stuff, has that affected the way you guys have been kind of like coaching down there and developing strategies and things like that? Yeah, absolutely. And Sarah, you're absolutely right. They're the biggest hitters on the field and we take pride in it, you know, and the biggest yep. thing about, you know, today's player is a lot different than when I played, when I played a lot of it right. was, you know, you had attitude and you could do just about anything you wanted to with your head. And, you know, yeah. personally, that's, yeah. how I, that's how I played. Um, but yeah. today there's a whole technique to the whole, to the game that keeps your head out of it. And, you know, if you're, if you're playing like, um, uh, today's linebacker should play. You're really, you know, you're really protecting yourself. Sometimes it's not necessarily what you're doing; it's what somebody else is doing on the field, and mm-hmm. a third or fourth guy joining in on a tackle or something. Or, you know, a lot of times it's just the ground can cause, you know, a problem too. But from right. a hitting standpoint, if you're bringing, if you took your hands and put them beside you, if you stood up right there in your studio and you you stood up in an athletic stance and you shoved your hands forward real fast right in front of you, watch what happens. Your head goes back. So as you as you bring your <laughs> hips and your hands forward, your head goes back. So Sarah's, in, Sarah's in, demonstrating in, that. I, right I wish now. we were on webcam right now. That'd be great. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. Whoa, she does go back. You're right. You're yeah. Right. Yeah. Wow. Hey, so. guys, Matt knows a lot about hitting. <laughs> As it turns out, <laughs> if, if I'm not going back, am I doing that? That means that I should have been a linebacker, no? Oh, the mm-hmm. other way around, I should not be a linebacker. No, you should go to Chili's too in the airport. <laughs> yeah, well, that'll help uh, for for uh, lightweight boxing or something. Um, yeah, right. Yeah, but uh, do you get concerned at all? having a kid playing um, about like each time you hear a, a concussion story, CT story or anything like that coming out of uh, the NFL or anything like that? No, I mean, you know, I think it's, it's part of sports. It's not part of football. Yeah. I mean, soccer is, I mean, very prone to head injuries and just about every sport is, but I think the biggest thing is awareness and, and what mm-hmm. happens today when a, when a, when a player is hit hard on a football field and the head is involved, it is not like the old days. They're gone. They're off the field. They're being yes. looked after. The, a lot of it's and they, Yeah, so most of those guys that get a head injury, they may not even have a concussion, and they go through a concussion protocol for six weeks anyway. You know right. what I mean? So right. it's, it's so different than it used to be, and it should be. I mean, I'm a big proponent yeah. on, on safety. And that that's a huge thing. I mean, the more we can do, the better. And, you know, you keep hearing about these commercials coming out about moms not letting their kids play football. Well, what are they going to play? Because every right. sport, there's some there's injury to it. So, right. Anyway, right. It, it, it's it's a tough subject, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I bet. It's so for an NFL guy that played for 20 years to say, oh, I wouldn't let my son play this game, mm-hmm. you know. Because he made eighty million dollars doing it, or ten million dollars right. doing it, or you know made a lifestyle out of it, and his family doesn't have to do anything anymore. But, right. You know, everybody's is still enjoying the sport. So. Oh yeah. So Matt, before we uh, go, why don't you tell us about this year's schedule and where people can sign up? 
Oh, they just go to linebackercamps.com. Um, we're on Twitter. We're big on Twitter, and it's Linebacker Camps. All of these, all the social media platforms like Twitter and Facebook, is Linebacker Camps. All of them have a direct link to our website. We're camping, you know, once a month until we hit June. We've got two camps in June and two in July, and they they sell out. Those start selling out about um, April to May. Okay. The summer camps do. So, you know, we had about 30 people on a waiting list last year for the last camp that never got in. So um, we just added two more camps in the summer to kind of help out a little bit, but we're not going to really increase the sizes of it. And that's that's pretty much it. I mean, if you Google linebacker university or linebacker camps, it's going to pop up. We're in, on the first, we have five links on that first page and videos and everything else. And I can't, I can't thank you guys enough. I know, you know, football is probably not your, you know, the biggest thing you bring on to your show, but how did we do though? Know, how did we do? Uh, yeah. Did we do okay talking it, about it? Yeah, you very guys carried. did awesome. Yeah. Good. You guys very did carried, awesome. Very carried. Sh- I'm not yeah, gonna lie, I called my little brother today. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was okay, like, Ryan, can I give I a shout questions. out to can I give a shout out to Jennifer Allison real quick who's um on our staff and, you know, helping us and you know, we we've been on the She's been on the TV down here, five-minute features and everything else, and it's just been great. Cool. I mean, the the growth has been growing, and she's done a great job communicating with a lot of the families as well, so it's been very cool. Yeah, shout-out to shout Jen, out to too. I, I know it's uh, I, her her forte is usually more mine kind of, you know, more uh, musically inclined, but uh, it's cool that she's uh, branching out and I'm happy for her, and it sounds like she's doing right by you guys, so uh, shout I'll shout-out to her as well. Yeah, yeah. I was looking at your list of, of people you've had on the show, and I'm like, I don't see any Matt Monroe's on here. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to think before the show. I, I asked, or I, I asked myself, and I was talking out loud. Sarah could hear me, um, and I said, "Have I ever had a, a? Have we done a sports show? And we've done kind of shows that, uh, like, I feel like the the most." off like the avant-garde for for us outside of the performing arts was a photographer because a photographer Mm -hmm. performer um but i don't know that we've ever done any sports i don't think we've done any sports show oh wait there was a guy on one time who wrote a book about baseball his last name was cohen (laughs) i'll have to find that and send that to you that's the only other sports related (laughs) show i've done yeah it's about baseball yeah you could get killed with baseball too you know, real next hard time you're, ball coming at your chest. Yeah, yeah, I got you. The next time you're in Charlotte at getting a layover or staying, let us know. And, <laughs> yeah. you know, you and Sarah or, or whoever, yeah. and we'll just, you know, <laughs> hang out linebacker style. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, we're, uh, uh, Sarah and I are planning a trip to uh, Charlotte. To, yeah, to linebacker camp. That might be hysterical. <laughs> Can uh, Come to anyone you want. I'll put, I'll put you up at the hotel <laughs> we're at, the Marriott <laughs> property. You'll love it. Oh wow, it sounds Perfect. very swanky. Um, can uh, I, I, can can girls be linebackers? I just showed you I could absolutely be a linebacker. Yeah, my head went back. You know, what's, gonna, what's, what's, what's the policy there, Matt? I'm never gonna tell a girl they can do they can't do anything. I've got a couple of them myself, oh, so you know it's 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 up to them. I mean, they're they're out there setting a whole new wave now as it is, and it's awesome. I think, uh, and Sarah proved tonight that all the people who 
say like, oh, women shouldn't be sports commentators. Well, you proved tonight that, yeah, yeah, yeah. that you, you can and, and I am a it. schmuck. Yep. Um, oh, she but, killed it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But a girl can do anything she wants, even be sure. president of the United... Uh, oh, no. no. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. All right. Um, well, linebackercamps.com. Uh, Matt Monroe, thank you so much for coming on the program. Uh, everything on social media, Linebacker Camps. What about MySpace? You got a MySpace page? <laughs> Do they still have those? I hope not. Um, but uh, appreciate you coming on. And, um, and you were on time. It was me thinking that that number wasn't you. So I apologize. That was my fault. I was distracted by a number of calls coming into my cell phone at the same time. Wildly. Well, we appreciate it, and we thank you, Ryan, for having us on, man. It's awesome. I know we're not the typical on-air guest, but I really do appreciate it, man. Appreciate it. All right. Appreciate it, Matt. Take care. Thanks, Matt. Good night. Well, thanks, Sarah. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. All right. That was I did it. Matt Monroe. Yes, Sarah, you carried it. High five. Woo. Oh, it was a All horrible right. high five. Well, you couldn't hear that at home. I was waiting for the <laughs> right left. hand, and you I went left. lefty. Nightmare. But right. I am left-handed, right. but that was a better one. Yeah, it was. It was crisp. Um, Have you seen that meme? It's like things white people do, and it's like high five again if the first one wasn't perfect. Oh, well, yeah, we just did that. Yep. And you know who else does it? Yep. A bunch of people in near linebacker camp in North Carolina <laughs> down there. Uh, with the he was a super nice guy. Seven yeah. restaurant um, lake. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he was a very nice guy. Made me wonder who he voted for. Uh, I um, I, I can think of no better way, Sarah Short, of ending the show than by saying, if it ain't showbiz, it ain't a biz. And? And thank you, everybody. <laughs> Very nice. I was wondering <laughs> what you would say there. Um, but I wanted to tell you a story before we go. Yeah, uh, please. So, what does that 44 mean? 44? Oh, because I said it so that we would have uh, uh, 90 minutes if we oh, needed it. Oh, okay. um, so, you know, we don't need to run out the clock in this Got situation. It. Is that a, is that a football thought, reference? I thought it was a challenge. Um, <laughs> so uh, are you familiar with um, Hanna-Barbera? No. Okay. So they were, uh, they made cartoons, mm-hmm. like I think Flintstones and Jetsons, and you're not familiar with any of them? No, I am. I am. I'm okay. nodding my head up and down. Yeah, but you said you weren't familiar with Hanna-Barbera. Well, I'm not familiar with the name, no. Oh, okay. So there was this guy um, named Howie Morris who uh, used to do voiceovers for a bunch of the cartoons. And one time uh, they, were, they were doing an album for one of the cartoons. I don't know if it's Garfield and Friends or something. They were doing an album, uh, and he was supposed to come in and record some voices on the album. And then what happened was he ended up being at the studios a few weeks later. And uh, he, he said to either Hannah or Barbara, let's just say it was Barbara. He said to Barbara, um, Oh, I, I'm excited to, to record. When are we doing that? And then he said, Oh, Howie, uh, we did it a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, we, we're all done with that. And so Howie had a big temper and he said, he, he, uh, it took a, a beat, and then he said to Mr. Barbera, go fuck yourself. And then he stormed out, left the parking lot, um, you know, the lot, as they call it in the old Hollywood days. Sure. Uh, and then how long went by? I don't know, 10 years, 20 years go by or something. And Howie has to go back to this same studio, and he's... Uh, 
So maybe it wasn't 20 years. It was like five, 10 years. He has to go back to the studio and record something. And the whole time he's thinking, oh, I really hope I don't see Joe Barbera here. I hope I don't see him. And then at, he goes in, does his business, and he's, I don't mean he went to the bathroom. I mean, he went in and he, you know, <laughs> he did his recording. And then he walked out and he was walking down the hallway and he hears, hey, Howie. And he turns around and it's Joe Barbera. And so uh, Howie how said, oh, God, uh, Joe, you're not going to kick me out of the building? And uh, he came up and he gave him a big hug and he said, uh, Howie, why would I kick you out of the building? And Howie said, because last time I was here, I told you to go fuck yourself. And Joe Barbera turns to him and says, I took your advice. <laughs> Don't you love that? Oh, uh, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. I love that. Just heard that on another podcast. So I'm that's stealing stories here. That's a good one. Oh, man. I would have known you stole it. I don't listen to enough podcasts. Yeah, Gilbert Gottfried's podcast. It's amazing and colossal in a podcast. Mm -hmm. It's called Gilbert Gottfried's Amazing Colossal Podcast. Uh, you know, what our, our mutual friend that we know each other through, uh, other Marsh? than your sister, oh, B. Yeah. Marsh, yeah. I've talked about oh, him. What do you call him? Yeah, B. Marsh. Oh, I've talked do. about him a lot on the backstage show, uh, the Thursday show. And, Great guy. Hi, um, B. Marsh. Hi, B. Marsh. Uh, what happened on, on Friday is after... Uh, I don't know if you know or not, but I'm an alcoholic. I go to AA meetings, I chair an AA meeting. And uh, after the meeting on Friday, I went to meet up with B. Marsh and them at a bar. But before that, I think he was kind of trying to box me out because, yeah. and, you know, I've had a lot of uh, events, hosted a lot of events and whatever at, at, at bars and in my sobriety. And B. Marsh is like, oh, yeah, I'm going to invite the sober guy to a bar. Uh, don't box me out, bro. It was supposed to be close. Anyway. Um, well, you're saying he doesn't invite you to the bar? Right, I'm saying uh, he, was, uh, uh. he was trying to box me out. But uh. this night, he invited me, and now he's going to box me out again now that I'm you know, publicly shaming him. <laughs> bashing him. Um, bashing him. Uh, I wouldn't say bashing. Uh, but um, I, I go over to the bar, and B. Marsh is there. It's very good to see him. It usually is, yeah. Yeah, and uh, he was there with uh, two of his friends. And one of them was an Indian girl, and... I was sitting right next to her and let's just call her Suchi. I don't want to use her real name. So we'll call her Suchi, okay. which in itself is kind of racist because I just went with another Indian girl that I know his name. So Do you want to uh, use like Rachel? Uh, let's stick with Suchi. Sure. It's important sure. for the story, although a bit racist and I apologize. Um, but uh, we're talking about goals for 2018. What are you going to do? What do you want to do in 2018? So one of the things that I said I wanted to do was uh, – uh, shut shut it down with my grinder addiction i don't know if you're familiar with the application grinder? but i think i have like a, a sex addiction and then grinder makes it very easy to partake and sure. uh, uh, to indulge that addiction um so i should probably go to like sexaholics yeah, anonymous sex. or yeah, something yeah, yeah. um and uh <laughs> and so um i'm saying that and uh we're talking about about that and b marsh says b marsh says uh Oh, you know, every time Holmes travels anywhere, the first thing he does is get on Grinder and goes in and he bangs the first, you know, the first thing he does is bang someone. And yeah. I started thinking about it and I was like, well, the only time I've really done that right off the bat right away was in St. Louis. So I said, yeah, the first, the only time I really did that was in St. Louis, Indian guy. And I just said Indian guy for no reason. Mm -hmm. Just said it for no reason. Right. It's like irrelevant. <laughs> yeah, totally irrelevant. Yeah. And then I realized, oh shit, I'm sitting next to Suchi. Right. Um, 
And, uh, and so they were like, uh, it's awkward. And then um, I said, yeah, I don't know why I said that. I said, I don't know why I said that. And yeah. then um, uh, we were with his friend Wally, you know, Wally. Yeah. And w- Wally, was, we were talking about something else and I forget what, and he goes, oh, assholes. And then I go, I said the C word after that, right? And I, again, forgot that I was next to this young girl. Or just next to a woman. At girl, point, or sure, next yeah. to a woman. Yeah. So then B. Marsh was like, oh, she hates that word. She hates that word. And I, yeah. I turned to her and I said, uh, would it help that I, uh, I, I only really use it to refer to men? And uh, <laughs> she was like, I guess that's okay. I don't know. Anyway, in the end, I really offended the shit out of that cunt. Oh. <laughs> Oh, wow. Wow. Sushi. Sushi. Yeah. yeah, you did. Oh, my God. Yeah. All right. I'm sweating. Yeah. It's hot in here. Um, <laughs> did you just burn some bridges? Uh, I burn a bridge with BMARS like every show I do. Okay. And then we always patch things up. Cool. But uh, did you have any other business before we uh, depart for the evening? Um, I do not have to go to the bathroom. And <laughs> um, I don't think so. Will you will you come back and do it again? I will, yeah. If you'll, if you'll have me, sir. All right. Yes, absolutely. Um, I think you aced it. You thank nailed you. it. Thank you. Uh, so thank you so much, Sarah Short, first time co-hosting. Oh yeah, yeah. Big big first. Very fun. I think I I, I have this desire to just let you keep talking right now and just see what happens. See what happens. Yeah. Yeah, it would be a <laughs> self destruction. <laughs> All right. Well, again, I can think of no better way of ending the show than by saying, if it ain't showbiz. It ain't a biz. Hit the brakes, Florence. And uh, Godspeed. Godspeed. Good night, everybody. Mm-hmm.